0: And welcome to the Worn and Wound Podcast. My name is Blake Bettner, and I'm in studio today, joined remotely uh, by our senior editor, Zach Kazan. Zach, hello. Hey, Blake, how's it going? Uh, real well. You are not in Concord, from what I understand, Zach, are you? Uh, no, I am not in Concord. I'm not
1: even remotely near Concord uh, yeah. today.
0: <laughs> so where are you, uh, and what are you up to?
1: I am in uh, Los Angeles, California, California. Um, and in, in Hollywood, uh, to be specific, I was uh, invited out here uh, to attend the premiere of uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny with uh, with Hamilton and with uh, Disney, uh, the producers of the film, of course. Um, and that was last night. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great time. Great time was had by all.
0: All right. Very cool. Uh, so we won't get into like spoilery talk of the movie or anything like that. Uh, but I did ask your impression of it earlier, and it seemed to be like more on the positive side, uh, but you also said that the story itself might have something to do with watches or something of that nature, like it was more than just a prop.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, the, the first of all, like the props are great, and I'm I'm going to be speaking with uh, the prop master Ben Wilkinson on a future episode of Time on Screen. We're getting that set up uh, for recording right now, so that will uh, hopefully be ready in time uh, but before the movie is uh, actually like you know uh, in theaters on June 30th. Um, but uh, yeah, so the, the Dial of Destiny and the title is um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's it's sort of like a watch like device. Um, and and that's kind of all I'll say, like this, this is a movie that, um, will, will appeal to, to watch people like specifically, I think, once you kind of like realize Mm -hmm. what it's, what it's about, uh, definitely worth seeing. And that's something that I'll, um, I think I'll, I'll write about as well, um, for the, for the website in the near future. Um, because the, the watch content in this movie is not just there, um, you know, like it's uh, like product placement or whatever it like, it's, it's really kind of like integral to, to the plot at certain times so um worth seeing as an indiana jones movie i think if you're like an indiana jones fan i like this movie a lot more than uh, uh the kingdom of the crystal skull movie which uh was the fourth indiana jones film which was not very good in my uh, opinion uh this is far better than that and uh if you're a fan of the franchise i think it's it's worth checking out
0: was it more enjoyable than temple of doom um,
1: that's hard for me to answer. So the, those first three are really like, uh, uh, like nostalgic kind of for me. Like yeah. I, I watched them as a kid and like I, am, you know, I, 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 I totally realized that like Raiders is kind of like the best one. And like, I think that's mm-hmm. sort of like the consensus and that's sort of, that's certainly how I feel about it. But those first three kind of equally, um, you know, are, are kind of like tied to my childhood in, in different ways. So, um,
0: okay. So impossible to kind of step away from that and, and, and judge like objectively against <laughs> a modern uh, take on, on the genre. Right. Yeah. Like this one felt um,
1: like, like kind of a little bit more in the spirit of the, of the, the earlier ones. It's, it's, it's not like the fourth one um, in, okay. in tone okay. at all, which I, which I appreciated. Like it has, it has great set pieces. Like it has, you know, the, the feeling you get when you're watching like Raiders specifically is like these like it's like series of set pieces strung together that just kind of mm-hmm. keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time. And that's sort of what this one has. Like there isn't really, um, you know, there's a couple of moments where things kind of slow down and, and, you know, get a, maybe a little bit bogged down. But for the most part, it's like a series of like action scenes strung together. Um, and it's like it's exciting. It's two and a half hours long, but it really flies by.
0: Whoa. Okay. All right. Well, cool. That's uh i I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear the movie is, is enjoyable. Uh, and it might have some content in there for watch nerds like us, I suppose. Um, uh, and, and we can, we can talk a little bit more about your experience, but before we do, go any further, we can pause for a wrist check. Did you, did you take a few watches out to Los Angeles? What What have you been wearing and what are you wearing now? I kept it real simple. I just
1: brought my Grand Seiko SBGA 469 with me yeah. um, for the, for the trip. I didn't bring any other watches.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. They didn't, you didn't even get like a, a Hamilton lent to you for for the premiere.
1: Oh no, they, they, they did indeed. Of course they lent me okay. let a, <laughs> a Hamilton Bolton uh, for the premiere. That's the watch that Indiana Jones wears in the movie. So, um, so yeah, I was happy to wear that uh, last night. And there were a few other, uh, you know, members of kind of like the watch media, you know, there. And, the, you know, we all had our, you know, Hamilton Boltons on. It was, uh, it, it was fun.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that um, uh, as well, because I'm curious to get your thoughts on the Bolton, uh, which is very kind of interesting looking watch here. Uh, I am wearing a watch that um, I guess maybe it could, it could be its own discussion uh, as an aside a little bit later on. This is a watch that has, it's kind of had a, a bit of lore built up around it uh, by you and I. That yeah, I yeah, think I when say, this like, came just
1: out, specifically by us. I don't think it's like the lore is coming from
0: <laughs> from from anywhere else, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, maybe it is just you and I, and, and that's fine. I, you know, I, I don't know if how uh, well received this watch was when it came out, but I did. You know, I distinctly remember when it came out, uh, uh, very much enjoying the watch, and I think you and I both were kind of like had the same reaction to it of like, "Whoa, uh, uh, you know, this is craziness." Uh, and we we we've talked about not being able to find one, and, and uh, I think the whole thing kind of came about when we were talking about our watch recon alerts and that you'd had one set on this watch and you've never had one appear in it. Uh, You know, so we, we could kind of dig dug a little bit further uh, and have not been able to find really any bar, like one out in the wild uh, at least. Um, So the watch itself is a, a Bell and Ross BR0394, the multimeter. Uh, so it's got kind of like a this circular you know colorful dial um with with all of these uh kind of like lanes going around and it's got uh its it's like five different tachymeters for for measuring different things uh it's it's a it 's a pretty ridiculous watch um anyways I met with Bell and Ross in Las Vegas at uh, couture, and I spoke with them about this watch and I, you know, I asked if asked if they had any and sure enough, uh, they did and I asked if they would let me buy one and they did uh, so I just received it today and uh, it's it's pretty great in all its glory it's it's you know just as great a dial in person as it is in pictures uh, I think this falls firmly into that uh, fourth watch territory <laughs> that yeah, we've talked sure. a, a bit about. Um, you know, I don't know if it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. And I'm not a guy that really is used to wearing a square cased watches. Um, so that's kind of an interesting experience. Uh, we'll have a lot more on this watch that maybe like you and I, uh, uh, will film a video together, uh, reacting to this watch and talking about this watch, uh, in the near future. Uh, suffice to say it does exist. It's pretty great. (laughs) And, uh, we've got one. (laughs)
1: I'm glad to I'm I'm glad that we're able to confirm that and I'm also glad that um if you ever decide to sell it uh I'll finally see a watch recon alert for it. It'll probably be like one of the highlights of my watch collecting life to see to see one pop up. So uh very yeah. very exciting all around.
0: Yeah, and then you can promptly reach out uh to me and uh you know, be like, "Hey, I'll take it." I'll do it through Reddit. <laughs> You'll have
1: no idea that it's uh that Yeah. It's me. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then I can say, uh, you know, you know, uh, well, I'm kind of a big deal. I'm Blake Bettner from Warren Wound, you know. So, uh, yeah,
1: and you'll no, wonder, I, oh I, wow, this is going to, to Concord, New Hampshire. I wonder why. Yeah. I, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if this person knows Zach Kazan. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: I always use an assumed name on Reddit, but so it won't it won't be addressed to me. Like, okay.
0: uh, yeah. Okay, oh, <laughs> your username on Reddit presumably is not to Zach Kazan uh it, it is certainly not
1: no absolutely not okay. that is that is not something i'll be disclosing on this episode of the podcast or, or maybe ever <laughs>
0: okay uh have you i feel is is reddit is it down is it i feel like they went through a blackout period or something like that
1: you know i think that there was a um like a a a, a few day a couple day period where certain subreddits were voluntarily taking themselves offline in protest of something related to Reddit, and I'm I ignorant as to exactly what it what it was, unfortunately, but um, there's kind of like an organized protest against something, um, I guess, like administrative that Reddit, you know, as a body did that uh, some users did not like or developers did not like. I, I, I wish I knew more about it, but I unfortunately
0: did not. I think, I wonder if the watches, uh, there's a few pretty big watch communities there on Reddit. I think it has something to do with them raising the prices to access their API for third parties to access their API. Yeah, that um, might be it. Yeah. So, so like third party apps, like are going out of business or something like that. I don't know. Uh, so it just seemed kind of like anti-consumer, I think, uh, at the end of it. I th- I think I'm not an expert in this kind of stuff either. Um but uh I haven't checked on on the watch communities uh there hopefully they're doing just fine <laughs> uh, yeah. or or uh, there's plenty of other places you can go to, to talk about uh to talk about watches uh including the one and one plus slack uh the opportunity to give that little plug uh there so uh if if you're not there, head over to one and one. you can sign up for our email list and get access to that for free and about watches with us, if you'd like, and I think by the time this comes up, our like sales section will be live uh, over in the Slack there. So, uh, so you can come in and list watches that you are looking to uh, to sell, um, such as your Bell & Ross multimeters. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, one. yeah,
1: I'll, I'll, let's <laughs> let's see those multimeters. Let's let's
0: uh... it just come out of the woodwork uh, all, of a, all of a sudden. Um, all right, so uh, I want to take a step back and ask about this watch this hamilton watch the bolton uh that's uh, that's not like michael bolton it's like b o u l t o n uh right. which i take it is featured in the movie on the wrist of the protagonist um indiana jones portrayed by um the guy from star wars yeah that guy yeah harrison ford harrison ford yes yeah yes I saw him last uh, so, night. R- 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 you saw him last night. How did he look? Yeah,
1: uh, he looks like Harrison Ford. You know, like he, okay. uh he, it, he he, uh he looks like uh, a, a man swarmed by media wherever he goes. Because wherever you know, wherever you see him, he's just got like you know, like the like the paparazzi and the news crews just kind of like focused mm. on him. Which is sort of like the what I quickly found out was like the nature of how these premieres work. Like they put they put the stars on the red carpet and they get. You know, like a couple of minutes in front of the cameras, and they walk the, you know, they walk the carpet and talk to one, you know, kind of like news crew after after another. Um, it's all mm-hmm. very, um, it's it's very well staged, I have to say, by uh, by Disney and you know whoever else they're 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 working with. Uh, it's uh it's like a it's a really well oiled machine, and um, it just you know being on the periphery of something like the wind-up Fair, which is also like a you know, like a big event, of a very different kind. Like I've kind of like developed a like a fascination and interest with how these like large scale events kind of take shape. And I was just thinking the entire time I was there um, about like all the planning and logistics that this must involve. Just like the literally like the red carpet alone, like takes up the, like, like this huge section of Hollywood Boulevard and they have to close the street down. And it's, um, it's pretty impressive.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, that's a, uh, it sounds pretty cool that you get, I mean, it's really awesome that you got kind of a look at, at all of this stuff. Um, and, and I'm sure that Harrison Ford loves being uh, surrounded by paparazzi and, and all that kind of stuff. Did you did you did you catch a, if he was wearing any watch? What watch he might have been wearing?
1: I didn't see. I didn't happen to catch if he was wearing uh, wearing a watch.
0: Okay. Well, presumably some sort of Hamilton or something. Has he been in ads for Hamilton? I feel like the like crosswind or x wayne wind or whatever you call oh, those things. I'm like, not sure. has, has he? Has he? I feel like he, i feel like i've seen he that has a pilot, but i so might mistaking it
1: makes makes a certain amount of sense if he was you know an ambassador yeah. and, you know uh wearing a pilots watch but i'm i'm not sure
0: mm. um all right so the watch though that he wore in the movie this bolton uh pretty sharp watch it's a it's kind of like a rectangle kind of tank style uh watch uh but it's got like kind of more organic looking lines uh than that what what did you think of this watch?
1: It's really, it's, it's, it's very nice. It's, um, you know, it looks like something that, so the, the idea, um, you know, behind the use of the watch in the movie is that it's a watch that is, you know, kind of comes from like the thirties and forties that year. It's like very art deco inspired and mm-hmm. um, Indiana, the, this movie takes place largely in 1969. Um, so uh, like right after the moon landing. And so Indiana Jones is wearing this watch, which is like part of his past. Um and he makes a reference mm-hmm. at one point to it being his father's watch, which of course if you've seen the Indiana Jones movies has like a certain level of uh, of significance there. So um yeah. it's uh it yeah, it's 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 really nice. It's um it's probably a little bit like dressier than something I would like go for, but I think in the context of um like the Indiana Jones films, like it uh like when he's wearing it, it feels more rugged, you know, just because he's mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and um (laughs) you know but like it is a dress watch like you know on me it feels like a dress watch because i'm not you know uh, an adventuring uh you know archaeologist so it it has a Mm -hmm. different you know effect on me but um uh, the numerals are my favorite part of it it's like they're like very stylized very uh kind of like old style typeface it's really cool
0: yeah i was gonna say that i love the new well first i was gonna say there's still time uh zach for you you to become a you know, adventuring uh, archeologists. Do you uh, think there's time? Uh, guy, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that <laughs> there, there might I be. be. I think that time might. You're, pass. you're, you're young, strapping, strapping young lad, uh, right? Isn't that what they call us? <laughs> I think,
1: uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. So.
0: <laughs> maybe or maybe I that ship is so. sailed. Yeah, I think it's I think it's
1: over.
0: <laughs> uh, well, at any rate, I, th- I think the the uh, the numerals on this watch, I I really particularly like uh, the eight in particular. Um, is is quite lovely um us well, cool you got a chance to to wear this and and uh and see the movie. so when did, were you like in the theater with like all the people all these like big shot celebrities were they like sitting in the theater with you watching the movie yeah
1: yeah so they um you know, so the, the, uh, the premiere take took place at the Kodak, uh, or excuse me, not the, Kodak, the Dolby theater, I believe it used to be called the Kodak. Theater. The, the okay. Dolby theater is where they, um, where they hold the Oscars, uh, every year. Um, so like for me as a, as a movie nerd, um, it was really, you know, pretty exciting, like to just be in that building. Um, and it's a mm-hmm. beautiful theater, um, you know, has a, a, like a very, very large screen and like, probably like the best sound system that I've heard in a movie theater is like very, very impressive. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the, sure. they before the movie started, um, you know, they bring out like all the principles, you know, like the, the, the entire cast so Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller bridge, um, you know, uh, et cetera. Like the, like the whole cast basically was there. Um, so they bring them all out on, on stage and uh, James Mangold, the director introduced, um, Uh, You know all the producers, including Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy, who's uh, the head of Lucasfilm. Um, So, like the entire kind of like Indiana Jones Lucasfilm brain trust is there on stage on at one time, which is pretty impressive. And um, and then uh, you know Steven Spielberg uh, takes a moment and like you know thanks Harrison Ford and George Lucas and introduces John Williams, the composer, and the screen rises up and you've got John Williams there with his entire orchestra. And they, you know, he does a couple of, you know, signature themes from Indiana Jones and says a few words. It was really cool.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds great. Was it, was it a different, so, so quite different than just like when you stroll to your local theater to watch a movie. A little different.
1: Yeah. Steven Spielberg is not usually there. Introducing yeah. John Williams at the at the local theater in, in Conquer. Yeah, Some sometimes, s- but not always.
0: Sometimes, sometimes, not always. All right. Uh well, <laughs> well that's cool. And the movie um sounds like it was uh fun to watch. So uh you said it comes out June 30th? Yes. Yeah, June 30th. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to check that out. Do you think it would be a like a is it like a kid friendly movie? Like could I take my kid? I think so.
1: Yeah. I think it's uh I think it's it's probably um, kid friendly I, yeah for sure
0: okay okay
1: i don't right. have kids well i, like so, it. I mean you're, you're taking advice from someone who you know like i what wouldn't i show a kid but i think indiana jones <laughs> <Yeah>. is pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty historically uh kid friendly and I, there's nothing uh, uh nothing like gratuitous in this movie i mean indiana jones there's a lot of you know there's there's gunfire you know like there's like there's people get yeah. shot you know in indiana jones movies but um yeah. there's not like blood and gore or anything like super gratuitous
0: I remember um, when I was young. I have, an, I have an older brother who showed me all kinds of things that he probably shouldn't have uh, showed showed a kid, um, for like RoboCop, for instance. Uh, when I, when yeah. I was quite young, uh, but I but I distinctly remember um, watching Temple of Doom when I was younger, and like the part at the end where spoiler alert, like puts his hand in the guy's chest and like pulls his heart out. Yeah. Uh, that like stuck with me, uh, as, as,
1: <laughs> as a yeah, kid. That's, that's an <laughs> indelible moment for for sure, yeah.
0: So, okay, nothing, nothing like that then.
1: No, I don't think there's anything that rises even to that level, and I think that like was like you know, like a PG rated movie. Um, like so, back in the yeah. day, like you got those things got through the you know, like the ratings system. This, I think, is PG 13, and it's, it's an appropriate rating, but um, I think it's yeah, I think it's fine.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, well, uh, I'll put Probably that on my non-parental uh,
1: paren- parental advice.
0: Non-parental. Okay. okay. Well, I'll put that on our, uh, calendar. Um, okay. So there's been a few other like watches that I thought would be fun to talk about. Um, uh, one of which is, is like kind of a popular watch. It's been a really popular watch since it was like first release. And that is, uh, the Tissot PRX. Um, they released it in new size and it's a bit smaller. Uh, it uses the Powermatic 80 movement, and it's how big is it? Thirty seven? It's thirty five. It's, it's
1: thirty five. So they released the thirty five millimeter um, version of this watch in quartz last yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. So it's the same okay. same case, um, but they they threw the the Powermatic 80 movement in there and gave it the, <laughs> the waffle dial that is unique uh, to the yeah. to the uh, mechanical versions of this watch.
0: Okay, I mean, surely it's thicker though than the quartz, right? I think like probably
1: yeah. I would, dimension? I would imagine it's thicker. Um, I don't think we had uh detailed um like you know case height dimensions uh from from Tissot, uh. But I would I would assume it's it's thicker. But the like the, the case lines are the same in terms of the, yeah. the design of the case.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're perfectly sharp looking watches. I suppose if you if you like the kind of integrated bracelet sport watch, um, thing, uh, and it's like 700 bucks. Uh, so kind of a nice price for like a Powermatic 80, like full bracelet, uh, watch. Um, I gotta say though, I've, I've always had a preference for the quartz powered PRXs. Um, and I'm not generally a huge PRX guy. They just have never really fit all that great on my wrist, but the, the, uh, quartz powered ones have always have, like worn much better to me um so you know for me this is a watch that has just always made a lot more sense in quartz i guess in general um but yeah. i'm sure this will be a very popular uh watch i don't have you are you a fan of the PRX? um i so i'm not really
1: a huge fan of like the integrated bracelet sports watch stuff to begin with
0: but just, i think just in general yeah
1: just in general like so it's like they're they're almost never really my my style um mm-hmm but you know as the like the value oriented ones go like the sort of like 1500 hundred dollar and under group go i think the, the um like the the Tissot stuff is uh, is very good and I'm, I'm with you on the the quartz one kind of being like the the sweet spot because like they're going to be lighter weight and these watches were based i believe on like an old design from tso that like specifically was like quartz you know for, uh, from from okay. that era so yeah. um yeah. it just it, it makes more it makes a certain amount of sense in quartz um whereas some of these um you know kind of similar watches might not um so i think taking advantage of that is um is a, is a good idea for for Giso. but this one gives people yeah. options if they specifically want something mechanical like and it's a good movement
0: too. yeah 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 for sure a uh, good movement i i feel like if if i was going to opt for the for an automatic version, I would probably like it's the price isn't that far away from like the Christopher Ward, the 12. Um mm-hmm. so I'd be keen to see them both like kind of in hand and how they would compare um to each other. And then and of course that Christopher Ward is like is very thin. It's like 10 millimeters um uh in thickness. This this looks to be like maybe a slightly more than that. Uh and I think they're coming out with a smaller version of the 12 as well. Um, yes, so, definitely. um definitely kind of a part of the market that's getting like very, very fleshed out uh, these days. And it's nice to see more options appearing in the like thousand dollar range, um, like this. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it, that, especially that citizen in like as other well sizes,
1: kind of falls into yeah, the, the yeah. um
0: That's right. Yeah, it's it, really it, uh, a, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's really like a um, yeah. I mentioned in the article, like it, I think we're out of that point. They're probably far removed from that point where integrated British sports watches could be identified as a trend. I think they're just a category now and like every mm-hmm. brand is going to just have like their version of these just like every brand has like a diver or a dress watch or a field watch. Like this is just yeah. going to be an evergreen category forever, I think.
0: Yeah, it it sure seems like it. Uh and, and and yeah, you're right. I'm glad you brought up the Citizen, they came out they just came out with so they have the uh the series 8 uh, I think, uh-huh. and, and that's kind of like their version of this. I think it's slightly larger, but they came out with a GMT version of it, um, with the kind with the, you know, like every, I mean, they've got the 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 Pepsi colored bezel, and they also have the the black and the blue colored bezel. So, um, but they do have like kind of an original dial texture on it, um, which is kind of like a horizontally situated. Um, I don't know, kind of waffle texture type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know, I mean, Sharp again, I, if you're into that kind of stuff and and uh um you know, it's it's nice to have options at uh, at this price point, more options at this price point. Um yeah, sure. at least. So, um I'm just looking at the so the the Citizen one is is uh it's like, it's just a, it's about $1700. Um uh, and this it's using um uh the Caliber 9054 uh with the GMT, so it's uh and it's 41 millimeters and 13 and a half thick so not too bad there but certainly kind of more than like the the 12 and the um the prx but but i mean it seems like there's options kind of all over the spectrum and if you want something that kind of like looks like other stuff or something wholly original you've, you've got plenty of options out there so i mean
1: citizen uh, also has the um the ciosa collection the nj015 watches which are yeah um, like under 500 bucks and have a, you know, like that's an integrated bracelet sports watch with a, um, with a, a, a Miota uh, automatic movement uh, and a, a lot of bright colors. So um, yeah, you know, so that's like, that's, I think citizens sort of like, like entry level integrated bracelet sports watch option.
0: Um, yeah. And they even have higher level, if I'm not mistaken, like in the, the citizen um, territory. Um, I know they do some super thin stuff and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I feel like it's maybe just kind of like an underappreciated uh, area. I'd love to get my hands on some of those um, uh, to take kind of a more in-depth look at. So uh, maybe we'll get something like that spun up. They had this super thin one at Couture in Las Vegas. It was, you know, I mean, maybe two, like two or three millimeters in thickness. Uh, the kind where, you know, you turn it sideways and it pretty much dis- disappears. <laughs> um, so I they they are capable of doing some very interesting things. Um, so, uh, yeah. definitely take them I'm not too yeah, that, like, having...
1: that, like disconcerting thinness where it feels like it's going to break. Like, I appreciate the, <laughs> yeah. like the ingenuity and the, like the engineering involved in that, but, um, wearing a watch that thin is not super appealing to me just because I would always be worried I was going to like snap it in half somehow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, it's almost, um, an unpleasant thing to wear. <laughs> Um, uh, At least I would say, especially when you, you know, like those Piaget's and, you know, the Bulgari's or or whatever, those like super ultra thin ones that aren't uh, anywhere near cheap. Right. (laughs) Um, That would be even more um, uh, trickier to wear, but uh, people do, I suppose. Um, So, all right. So. There's one other uh, new release. Uh, well, actually, going back to the Dissot, I will say there's they had a new, a different new release that, that I was a lot more excited about, and that was this uh, CD rail. I think is is what it's called, uh, which is like this regatta timer in this carbon case, uh, with it was kind of yeah. like a barrel shape and the kind of some colors on the dial to mark the you know, first five and ten minute segments uh, for reg- regatta racing. I suppose uh but this thing looks pretty cool I, I like the kind of colorful stuff, and it had kind of a fun looking strap options on it uh that that'd probably be more in my realm of of uh, of interest when it comes to to sew uh, stuff I would uh say.
1: yeah, no for definitely for me as well I, I was a pretty big fan of these um I like the um like the color the, the, the colored cases are cool um how they have like little like streaks of color going through that mm. um, yeah, yeah. This, this is sort of like. You know, I feel like we've talked to it's come up on the podcast like every week for like going back like a, a month now probably, but like like the summer watch thing is like you know that's like a big vibe with with these with the uh you know with the yeah. rubber rubber straps and the like the colorful dials. It's um you know something yeah just kind of is is appealing specifically at this time of year for sure.
0: Oh yeah, and then the G Shock just today kind of uh, leaning full force into this with their Fourth of July <laughs> watch yeah it's like a an American flag if it was a watch uh i think <laughs> uh, uh I mean who doesn't TV want show? that
1: that's uh yeah yeah yeah.
0: yeah uh but now uh right, there's there's one other watch that I thought would be fun to talk about the uh and you and I both saw this together uh earlier this year and it's a new watch from Longines. um it's Zulu time uh in their spirit collection and uh it's now in a thirty-nine millimeter case. Uh, of course, this is a watch that has been around in a uh, forty-two millimeter case, I believe, maybe forty-one, uh, no, forty-two millimeter case. Uh, you know, perfect, handsome watch. Uh, it's got their you know a movement that's made for them, kind of in-group movement that has a independently adjustable hour hand. Uh, comes with some sharp colors. It's it's maybe maybe a little more on the um, yeah I don't know you say like kind of ornate side especially compared to like, like the Tudor, you know, black by pro, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, some some more kind of, so, which I think some people like, and and they want to kind of uh, have those kind of options here. And in Longines, it seemed like they've listened to a lot of people. They've uh, sized it down to 39 millimeters. It's, 13 and a half millimeters thick. Uh, you know, in the, in the Black Bay Pro is, it's like 14 and a half. So, um, so if you were a person that like, was just offended by the Black Bay Pro being as thick as it was, <laughs> this might be a watch that, uh, that you'd be interested in. Um, I, this was a great watch on the wrist. Uh, I thought, um, I, I'm I'm not a huge like Longines spirit collection guy, uh, but I thought these were pretty sharp watches, and I really liked the uh, the kind of like NATO style strap that they offered uh, with mm-hmm. it as well. Uh, do you remember seeing this watch uh, in in New York?
1: Oh yeah, I remember it really well. I've been thinking about it uh, since I saw it actually, and I think that mm-hmm. you know we walked out of that meeting kind of agreeing that the um, you know the like no shade to the the flyback chronograph that they. Uh, you know that they showed us, which was sort of like the big, like you know, embargo release at the at mm-hmm. the time. But like almost every other watch that they showed us at that meeting, I think we personally liked more than than that watch. And this was the one that kind of was at like the top of the list for me, and the one that I was most curious to see, um, you know, the reaction to because it is kind of going right up against the Black Bay Pro and other, uh, you know, sort of affordable, um, you know, quote unquote true GMTs in that price range. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it definitely has. I, I agree that it, you know it has a little bit more of an ornate style. That's just sort of like Longines' like house style, I think. That's just mm-hmm. sort of like how they how they make watches. Um, but I was a really big fan of this, uh, you know, when I had a chance to, to try it on. Um, it's really nicely, you know, it's nicely finished. Uh, you know, for the price point, I think it's super attractive. And um, uh, you know, as you know, I'm not a big, uh, you know, NATO strap or textile strap guy, but I w- I also um noticed you know kind of how, like how nice that strap felt and how how nicely made it was so this is just a really good package um all around
0: yeah you know i, I tell you one thing that i like it it seems to be kind of like it the designs of these are, it's very much their own thing. It's kind of. It's, it doesn't seem like it's trying to look like anything else out there. It's just kind of embracing that, uh, that kind of spirit design language uh, that they've got pretty well fleshed out by now, uh, and with the kind of like blue colorways and the gilt colorways and the green colorways, it's um you know it, it's it's kind of like their own thing. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think these are a great option for uh for people especially around that like kind of like 3000 dollar price range uh yeah i think there's a lot of watch here for for the money uh certainly like the fit and finish of it and all that kind of stuff is 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 very nice uh so yeah. I, I was pretty impressed with these and yeah i agree that you know they they kind of presented that flyback as kind of like you know their their big release and, and i'm sure it was and i hope it was for them and um you know and i think you and i kind of both left feeling like there there's a few other watches that we saw there that had us a little more excited um some of which we still can't um talk right. about uh, but but i knew that this kind of as soon as we saw this one i think this this was the one that we knew would, would uh would kind of be a big hit in our world i think there's another one coming that i think will just maybe just as as big a hit uh, that i was also pretty excited about as well so um hats off to longines for, for for kind of sticking with this and fleshing out the spirit collection to provide like options like this you know maybe yeah. we would talk a lot about some of this tutor stuff but you know, it's kind of all along these kind of like rigid lines, and uh, uh, you know, it's not like there's multiple sizes of things and colorways of things. It's kind of just like well, here's one version of it, and that's what you get. Uh, kind of a situation. So, uh, so it's, I think it's a good, it's a healthy thing for brands to kind of be listening to consumers and offering different options for, um, for all kind of tastes and styles and sizes and that kind of thing. So,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, Uh, so and you know, one thing, another watch I'd almost kind of forgotten about, um, but we saw it there and it was that Magitek, uh, watch, yeah, Pilot Magitek. I wonder if they'll do anything else with that. That was a really cool, um, I don't know, like just just case style. Everything about it was kind of just its own kind of unique thing. And it was definitely like, uh, you know, I say this with this like gigantic square on my wrist, but you know, it was, it was like a, uh, maybe not like as approachable for, for the wrists, um, at least for me certainly, but I think the like design language and style that they've worked there into kind of like their own modern way worked really well. Uh, for me. Yeah,
1: so. it's a um, a very strange watch, but I like it when a, a brand like Longines that has a, a very long history chooses to uh, bring something back that's weird um Mm. you know i i think that that's a um that's a good move for them to kind of like use that strategy every once in a while to because like they've always been like that's always been a strength of theirs is like curating their lineup by like picking just the right vintage pieces to reinterpret and i i like when they throw in something that's like that's very strange like that um it's kind of like reminds you of the history of the brand it's it's uh it's it's cool
0: but it has a it has a very like it has a real appeal to it. I something about it that I just like. I, I really like, <laughs> um, even though uh, you know I I don't think um, it's uh, it's not like I don't my like to purchase uh, like a lot of watches, but it's uh, one that I certainly appreciate them them doing. I feel like Longines is kind of in an interesting position, uh, and I, you know some of the formal stuff those those watches with the like carved dials that they did, I thought were just really, mm-hmm. uh, really well done. Um, uh watches so i feel like they kind of get lost in the conversation sometimes um especially with the yeah. popularity of kind of like just real straightforward sport tool watches um right. you know where, where long jeans is like not exactly that um but they still make like really great options um that are you know i don't you know not like fashionable but they certainly like have more like stylistic elements uh I yeah which yeah. as you said that's kind of like their house language i guess so yeah i think so. Yeah. Um. Well, that's uh, that's another cool watch. What do you have? So you're 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 in LA for tonight. Do you have anything else fun planned uh for, for your trip? Uh, right there. Well, do you have any plans for tonight? What are you What are you gonna find? Where Where, where, are, you, where are you gonna be this evening? Uh,
1: well, I mean, I'm in I'm in LA, so I think it, that means uh, like in and out. I think has to has to happen. I haven't I haven't made that pilgrimage yet. Okay. So uh, I mean, when you're from the East Coast and you go to the West Coast. Um, you know, you've got to do that and take a photo for Instagram. It's like, it's a law. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have so. to, uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you an In-N-Out fan? N- not even really that big In-N-Out fan.
1: And I always like catch right. flack for this when I, uh, when I talk about it in like even like a semi-public way or a private way. Uh, but I think it's just kind of like average. It's like very average, uh, like, you know, fast food. but people it's like it is a religion here i walked by though there's an there's one like right down the street from where i'm from where i'm staying i i I walked by it um the the other day and like there's just like a line of cars like down the street like waiting to get in for like what i think is a you know like pretty average burger and and now i'm gonna be like you know like i'm i'm going to get like hate comments from this. I'm gonna get like all sorts of obscene DMs because I've said this about in and out yeah. publicly. But how um, dare you? I'm I'm ready for it. And I'm also like I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna eat it. But like, you know, everyone needs to simmer down a little bit. It's just a burger.
0: Yeah, it's just a burger. So I yeah. what I've always I've only been there a couple times, um but what I appreciated about it was uh that it wasn't like a gigantic burger. <laughs> that it was like it was like easier for me to eat. Yeah, um, it's a little bit more modestly set. That's that,
1: that, that's that's a good point. That's uh, you know, I I like a big burger, like I I mean, I'm a burger fanatic. Like I lo- I love a, like a big burger, but like there's something
0: yeah.
1: um, you know, appealing about it. I wouldn't say it's like it's light, like it's it's not, you know, it's a it's a cheeseburger. It's not like a, you know, it's not like a light <laughs> snack. But, you know, compared to like Shake Shack or, you know, Five Guys, it's not like a giant grease ball burger like like those are, which
0: Yeah, I think you, like you can I think I have a time one one place, th- but it's, yeah yeah exactly you can you can eat one and still like go about your day and not be like oh yeah it
1: doesn't yeah it doesn't doesn't kill the rest of your day like that's uh yeah that's a plus for sure you can still function as a human being after eating one so that's yeah Uh,
0: um all right well that sounds like fun uh i'll i will keep a keen eye out for the instagram post um of your of your in and out experience let us know your thoughts on in and out burgers versus the five guys and the Shake Shack, all that stuff uh, down. Uh, or we come over to uh, to One Plus Slack and then let us know <laughs> your thoughts uh, there. You've been called out a few times for different things in our 101 One Plus Slack uh, now, Zach. So uh, you, yeah, you know, well, that's, quite the controversial that's the, that's, takes that's, sometimes.
1: That's the. I mean, sometimes, yeah. I would hope at least sometimes. But that's that's the fun of being in the Slack is you get to. You get to to call me out for all the stupid things I I say and do. So, yeah, another reason to sign up.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, All right, well, thanks for your report from Hollywood. Uh, Zach, we appreciate you being there, and I'm glad uh, that you had a good experience. And we will very much look forward to your interview with, uh, who is it? It's a prop master? Uh,
1: Yes, his name is uh, Ben Wilkinson. He's the prop master uh, for Indiana Jones. So we're working with Hamilton to get that. Uh, interview okay. uh, squared away, so it should be coming to you uh, soon. To, you know, keep your fingers crossed. And um, I've, I've got, uh, you know, I, I had several questions I wanted to ask him before I saw the movie, and now having seen the movie, I have like many more uh, questions yeah. I want to uh, things I'd like to discuss with him. So, uh, so really looking forward to getting a chance to chat.
0: All right, awesome. We'll keep an eye out for that on uh, the time on screen uh, coming soon i'm um, really excited about that um all right zach thanks for joining us from hollywood and uh thank you for listening uh we appreciate you look at us 301 episodes now wow <laughs> so,
1: yeah you know, that's crazy 301
0: we're, we're over that uh, we're over that hump um and thank you for for listening if you've been a listener um for a long time or not very long uh, we certainly appreciate you uh all right we will be back next week uh with more news um we will be doing a i think a we've got A Q&A episode planned uh with more stuff from the 101 plus slack so uh again go sign up there if there's anything you'd like to ask us uh and uh until next time thanks for listening take care